Welcome to These Buff Broads Have a Talk. I'm Emily in the Pacific Northwest. And I'm Elizabeth in the Mid-Atlantic. And we are sisters living 3,000 miles apart discussing our quest for existential discovery and satisfaction through talks about books, music, exercise, philosophy, and more. Episode one. Today we're discussing quarantine life, our current recommendations for music, TV, and movies, and a review of a fantasy novel called The Forgotten Beasts of Eld by Patricia A. McKillop. Hello. Hello. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is funny because we both said, how are you? Yeah, at the exact same time. <laughs> the same intonation, which makes uh, me start every single podcast like that. <laughs> what? How are you? How are you? The headphones that come with the iPhone are like the best. So, yeah, that's what I hear about the iPhone. But yeah, anyways, so about my notes. Okay. Yeah, your notes. Okay. So, you know, right now, you know, you know, because you know, life right now, I've been like going through all my crafting shit and whatever. So I found this really cute. This, this all, it, this all is linked just so you know. But okay. That's fine. Even if it's not, I don't give a shit. That's Okay. I I like it. So I got this little, <clears throat> I found this little tiny cross stitch, you know, one of those fucking cheap ass ones that they overcharge you for at the Hobby Lobby. Yeah. And so I'm working on that. And so I was writing notes on the back of the paper that comes with it, but I'm fucking pissed because I'm over here using, they only gave me one strand of each color and I'm fucking going to run out of this tan color that for the roof of whatever I'm making. And it's so frustrating because it's like, I can't go to the store right now and get more tan. So I'm kind of that is a big problem. I'm really (laughs) upset about it. Okay, (laughs) well it's like if my hair—it's that same like ruddy, like like milky dirt shit color like my hair is when it's long. So I kind of wish I still had hair because I could just fucking chop that off and use it because it matches the fucking shitty color of this stitch. But I'm—that's what I'm writing my notes on. But I'm upset because I'm on my last two strander here, and I really don't make this last but and you know it always happens where this is like the murphy's law of doing any sort of uh crafting or cross stitching or anything where you have like a thread is that you always end up with like an inch too short at the very end and it's some shit it's some shit and then you like buy extra and then you have this whole stash of extra that you never use it's like an endless cycle it's true. It's terrible. It's true. Yeah. Um, so I just finished a book. Did you finish it? Oh, I yeah. Did. Okay, tell it, me. Because it's super short. It's like 160 pages called Welcoming the Unwelcome by Pima Chodrone. I do uh-huh. not know if I'm saying that right. That's how my Sounds therapist right. pronounced it. <laughs> trust your therapist. Always trust your therapist. Um, basically, so I think I sent this one to you on kindle right yeah you did um Thanks, i bud. need like a paper version because i need to go back and underline basically everything oh my gosh um, you know i need I- to like highlight basically everything because it's all so good but um i mean i didn't even dog ear any pages but okay the main idea let me just say the main idea of this book is uh, well it's based in buddhist philosophy which I, I really like don't know a ton about. Um, I kind of have this like ethereal vision of what Buddhist Buddhism is. And it's like, 
in my mind, it's like sitting in an open air, like meditation place in the middle of some mountain in India with like, (laughs) that sounds great with like, um, a little tea cup with some tea in it. And a little, that sounds fucking nice as shit. Yeah. I don't, that's what I envision Buddhism to be, but (laughs) man, everyone should be a Buddhist then. Fuck. Well, basically, I mean, basically. But the main idea of this book is talking about bodhicitta, which is, hang on, it's the idea that you're purposely making yourself better to be able to serve other people the best. I'm trying to look for where it says the definition. Um, Have you read any part of this book yet? No, not yet. I was finishing the our book club book first, and then I was going to start reading that. And I finished our book club book this morning, so that'll be my next thing. Oh, here it is. Um, Bodhicitta, the aspiration and commitment to wake up for the benefit of others. Um, and so my therapist and I, I was telling her that I was reading this book because she does something um, called bibliotherapy, which I did not realize was a thing. Like that sounds in, great. in some of our sessions, we've talked a lot about books. Actually, no, in almost every single session, we talk about books because we both read a lot. And so um, I didn't realize she was kind of using it to like, like on me. <laughs> but um, I was telling her about how I found Clever this girl. book. Clever girl. Clever girl. Um, Clever girl. Yeah. But so I told her about how I got this book like I had never heard of this person I have not been seeking out Buddhist books to read or anything but I was at the library like two hours before they were going to close for like indefinite future and so of course I'm like hoarding books like a person going to Walmart and hoarding yes. paper yes <laughs> and I went to like the yes. new <laughs> I went to like the new <laughs> the, you know what I'm talking about the new nonfiction section and yes. this, I saw this book and it, it's just like a really pretty cover and it says welcoming the unwelcome. And I was like, hmm, that basically sounds like my life. So, yeah. um, yeah. And so my therapist was like, well, the book called you. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting thought. But anyway, so yeah, that's what I just finished. And before that, um, I just finished the Throne of Glass series, as you know. Oh my God. Okay. So good. Okay. Also, by Sarah real J. Quick, Mass. 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 By Sarah J. Mass. I would probably, it, it depends on where you're from. It depends on who I'm pretending to be. If I were pretending to be from, like, you know, Minnesota, I'd probably say Sarah J. Mass. But, you know, out here in the Pacific Northwest, everyone says, you know, like, big. It, it's like every time someone says bag, it's like they're saying bagel without the ol. They say <laughs> they say big. And so I would think that people out here would be like Sarah J. Mace because I just can't fucking trust well, people out here. Well, a bagel correctly. has too many carbs for people who live in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, my gosh. Can, oh, my God. Fucking keto, dude. That's – oh, my God. Don't even – the brain lives on carbs, but I know nothing. I'm nothing. But, you um, know, Whatever. That's just my humble opinion about keto. It's a quick fix for a long-term problem. I tell you what, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. Like, I tell you, okay, you know, I know this because I work at Starbucks, okay? I'm a shift supervisor at Starbucks. I've been at Starbucks for, you know, literally a dozen years. And I have seen these fads come and go through the years, you know? And keto has been 
holding on for its life at Starbucks, okay? Because people come through and they're like, okay, uh, can I get a venti, you know, iced latte with five shots, eight pumps of sugar-free vanilla and made with heavy cream. For those of you who don't know, heavy cream is heavy whipping cream. That's what people use to make fucking like whipped cream. Like it is like a (laughs) thick, viscous, snot looking substance. It's like if you took the cow's udders and it only came out as snot. (laughs) That's what heavy whipping cream has the texture of. Says the vegan. Says the vegan. (laughs) Yeah, says the vegan. I think it's fucking gross. Okay. So drinks made with this shit in the name of keto. And it's just appalling. Because these people come through and they're like, you know, oh, I've lost all this weight. And then they, you know, they stop the diet, quote unquote, the diet. And then they gain all the weight back because they're only making like, they're not making a lifestyle change. They're just making mm, true. a little baby change, you know? So I have a it's question for you. So you said you've been working at Starbucks for a dozen years, but what about a baker's dozen years? How much, what, isn't it baker's dozen like approximate? No, it's 13. Why the fuck is it 13? I don't know. But I was trying to make a joke about a baker's dozen and the fact that people who follow keto don't eat baked goods. Oh, <laughs> that was wah, wah. That was lame. That's okay. I um, actually turned baker's dozen yesterday. Luke was watching some. My husband was watching some video online, you know, because YouTube has been this, you know, because it's not working. But, um, and someone was like, yeah, I just want a baker's dozen of those. I think it was Gordon Ramsay ordered a baker's dozen. And I was like, what the fuck is a baker's dozen? Clueless. I had no idea. But now I know. So thank you for uh, clearing that up for me. Wow. So um, let's see. Throne of Glass. Yeah, what about it? two books behind me. So I'm not going to say anything. Don't say anything. I'm also not going to say anything about the book series because, you know, I want everybody (laughs) to read. Well, I'm – well – Okay, I could talk about my feelings, but I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to spoil it. You don't you know want how much spoilers. I fucking hate spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers are the bane of my existence. And yeah. yeah. So, but I'm devastated and heartbroken and really upset. Scared. And, are you scared? I was scared at the end of the fifth book, um, which is called what? Empire of Storms. Empire of Storm. Yeah, I'm pretty scared. Book number five. I'm pretty, I'm like, how the fuck are we going to dig ourselves out of this? Is pretty much how I'm feeling about it. Um, but, you know, you were talking about the book cover of the Pima to a Drawn book. And I, you know, yeah. anybody who says that they don't judge a book by its cover is a fucking liar. Okay. That's true. They are a liar because everybody has underlying, you know, unconscious, subconscious bias or whatever that either draws you to a book or turns you away from a book. So I'm just saying. I, like, I totally judge a book by its cover. I do too. Like 100%. I mean, I'm all about aesthetics anyway. Like, it's like a balance, like, harmony thing for me. Like, if something mm-hmm. doesn't, like, look balanced and harmonious or whatever, I'm like, no, fuck you. Get out of my line of vision. And what about the font? Like, I even oh, will, like, yeah. just kind of pick up a book and get, like, take a little gander through the book. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. <laughs> if oh, I yeah. don't like the font, it's probably a no-go. Game over. I know. It's like know, trying dude. to date somebody you're not attracted to. Yeah. Like, what's the point? What's the fucking point? Yeah. Oh, God, I actually, for me, that's how I feel. I can't say that about other people because everyone goes through their own. You know, some people get attracted after they've learned, like, gotten to know a person. Like, some people have a different attraction path than me. But me, I'm, mm-hmm. like, head on. Like, either we're in this for good, attraction or and all, peace. or peace out bitches live long and prosper i'm actually making a peace sign right now i must too and then i made the vulcan hand gesture because you know i'm that person 
Oh my God. Oh my God. Also, I know you haven't watched it, but for everybody who's into Star Trek, Star Trek Picard is fucking Wait, fantastic. don't you mean Star Wars? I'm, I'm just you. kidding. Murder! <laughs> this is some fucking Disney Plus ad, bitch. Okay? We're talking oh, about Star what? Trek. Okay? Star okay. Trek. But anyways, so Star Trek Picard with Sir Patrick Stewart. So good. Also, did you know on his Instagram, he's reading a sonnet a day while everybody's in quarantine? Really? Yeah. Oh. He's so precious. And he gets his little glasses, you know, that are like magnetic in the front. So he takes them off and then he, you know, pulls the lenses apart yeah. like magic and then puts them back on. He reads the song of the day from Shakespeare. It's really cute. Oh, wow. I should yeah. check that out. Although I don't want to be on Instagram. Yeah. See, that's the problem right now. I've been on Instagram a lot because, you know, quarantine mm. life. But, right. you know. Which we're going to get into here in a minute. But the um, one other thing I wanted to mention about what we're, like, listening to, reading right now is the Nako YouTube streams. Nako and Medicine for the People. Amazing. Oh, I love them. Yes. Um, and I don't know if he had one up yesterday because yesterday's <laughs> Easter and we were kind of doing our own thing. But um, he ha- he's had these streams for a couple Sundays now and he's been calling them, like, a church service. That's so awesome. I know. And it I think like if I if I remember right, he grew up in church a little bit or he has a lot of familiarity with church and Christianity and stuff. Yeah, was he Um, like adopted or something? Yeah. Yeah. But like I you know, I go to traditional, like mainstream Protestant denomination church. Mm -hmm. And um but I have found a lot of value in his like quote-unquote Sunday services because it's just kind of like he's bringing together all of humanity yeah and um, I feel like everyone can relate to it it's not like you have to believe a certain thing to get anything from it it's just he like says a prayer which you could take any way you want mm-hmm. you know you could I mean, actually I- pray to whatever yeah exactly you know, um, or just have a moment of silence if you're not into that. And then he just plays his songs, which I have found in the past couple of weeks have been so prophetic. Like, specifically, the song Slow Down mm-hmm. and the song Part Problem. Ugh. Um, and there are some, there's a really good acoustic version of Part Problem on YouTube. And it's like him playing a baby grand. And it's just so good. You should probably link that for everybody. Because I feel like out of oh everything. My God, I'm going to like link it in like the show notes. Because that would probably, I mean, I haven't watched that. I've only listened to the song Slow Down. And I really like Nako and everything. The first time you sent me something was his Great Spirit song. And I the video dude I cried I fucking bawled my eyes out because like for me I'm not I'm not religious I mean I grew up as a Christian but you know that path just isn't for me and I found out you know through several years of my life that that's just not for me but I do like you know think that there's some type of like force that combine that you know unites everybody unites humanity whatever if it's the universe of divine or the great spirit that Nakwa talks about And so, I mean, I still connect with it on a, you know, on a personal level. And that's why you're right. Like about his stuff, like it's very, it's not, I don't want to say vague because that's a bad word for it, but it's like all, it's it's all encompassing. It's his, his work is all encompassing so that it's accessible and relatable to everybody. Well, and I think, yeah. And I, I agree. Vague is not a very descriptive word for him because it's not vague. It's very specific, but something that he does so well 
is that he just takes away any barriers or any layers or any bullshit. It's yes. just like straight up, like we are all connected to each other. We are all connected to the earth. The yep. earth is connected to us, period. Yep. Um, and so all of his music kind of comes from that place. And um, yeah. And actually related to that bodhicitta mm. idea. Uh-huh. The aspiration and commitment to wake up for the benefit of others. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Man. Oh, you oh, know, good stuff. God. Okay, so, you God, know, another... Yeah, that's good. You know, though, uh, so I've been listening to, especially, well, the first couple weeks, because I'm in, I just hit my halfway point of quarantine. I'm on mm. day 22 or 23, and I have, like, 22 or 21 more days left. But in my first couple weeks, I was quarantined, um, Ben Gibbard, you know, he's the vocalist yes. of Death Cab for Cutie and the Postal Service. Oh. I fucking love him. He lives like 30 miles away from me. I just want to go to his house and be like, dude, I love you, but I can't. That's, Don't you know, do that's that. What, that would be crazy. That's what people call standing, Elizabeth. It's called standing. What? So I, I don't know how, like, I, I saw this on Instagram and every now and then I have to go to Urban Dictionary and be like, what the fuck is this shit? Because I'm 30 now. I can't keep up. And... Standing is a combination of stalking and fanning, like fangirling. Oh. Yeah. It's weird. But anyway, so he's been doing a live from, he did a live from home set every day at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for two weeks. And it was awesome. Or Pacific Daylight Time. Was it? I was going to say, are you Pacific all Daylight, in daylight time? time? Yeah, okay. we are. Anyways, yeah. So, um, but he, I've been watching that and I've been looking forward to that. Um, now he's only doing it once a week, but he did do um, a song called Life in Quarantine. We should probably link yes, that too. I, yes. Because okay, I was yeah. like, oh my God, that's so true. Like, I mean, and you know, I don't know if any of you are familiar with Seattle, but I mean, like the way he talks about Seattle and stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, it's totally true. Yeah. He did go to the Safeway because they're like 17 in Seattle. Like, yeah. So, but yeah, I've been listening to that. And then... Uh, so, you know, I'm in school right now. I'm going part-time to Arizona State University and, online, and uh, I study a lot, you know. And I've been listening You're to... You're so studious, dude. I'm trying to... I just You're such get, a responsible student. You know, I just want to get the fuck done and get my goddamn degree. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> I'm like 10 or 11 classes away from being done. So I'm just like, ugh, almost. But uh, I've been listening to a lot of synthwave. And a lot of like atmospheric synthwave, which is like atmospheric synthwave. Okay, what so, is it? So it's like if, if you're listening. If, okay, I'm trying to think of a good soundtrack of a movie. Or do you know if you know the band Tangerine Dream? That's like original synthwave. No. People who know Tangerine Dream. It's like um, okay, think about the Stranger Things movie or the sound yeah. or the movie. Sorry, the show. Like that beginning yeah. theme. That's synthwave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's synthwave. Okay. That that's like in the well, I think it's synthwave. Somebody can contradict me and give me some. Re that's cool. Like if I'm wrong, somebody please tell me. It's cool. But to me, that's like synthwave. It's music made with synthesizers, primarily synthesizers, not with a ton of vocals or whatever, but just like really deep, synthy sounds. And so I'll, then, what's the atmospheric part of it? Atmospheric. Okay, I I did send you a song once that's very atmospheric, and it's a song by Fotales. F A U X space T A L E S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fotales is a synth wave, atmospheric synthwave group and it's like where it like it creates an atmosphere so there's a lot of like different 
you know, melodies, rhythms going that kind of create like a musical world to your ears. I don't know how pathetic that sounds, but you know what I mean? Like it creates a, a, mm-hmm. a musical landscape. It creates okay. a musical landscape. A musical. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 So to, that's to me. Okay as an avid music listener and with a husband who worked at, worked at a record store for over a decade, that to me is atmospheric. Not saying my credentials are worth shit because they're not, <laughs> but to me, that's what that is. Hashtag you still like Coldplay. Hashtag I fucking <laughs> love Coldplay and I love The Weeknd and I love Billie Eilish and I will never say I don't because I love all three of those people, groups. But yeah, so anyway, so the band I've been listening to a lot to get back to the synthwave thing is a band called Magic Sword. And magic sword yeah. that sounds about as nerdy as the day as well i fucking love it anyway so uh if it, you know if you've ever listened to like you know rush's album 2112 which is like you remember elizabeth rush. the mm, covers mm-hmm. you do you remember like the covers that had like fucking pyramids and like crazy like, like sky states yeah like okay i was listening to cornerstone this morning okay actually uh Luke and I were listening to Cornerstone because he had the song Never Say Never stuck in his head. And I was like, let's put the album on. Like, yes, like stick. So, you know, there's like the whole like, that's literally all I want to paint is shit that looks like that. It's like mm-hmm. other world shit, you know, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm tracking. Like, I can imagine this now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. uh, is it, okay, is it similar to Chill Step? Um, I've never, or is Chill Step have too much percussion? I think Chill Step has too much, prob- you're probably right, has too much percussion. It's not bass, like bass is important in synthwave music still, but too much like snappy shit. Chill Step yeah. probably has more okay. snappy shit in it. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so, so there's like, um, even Spotify has a whole playlist called Retro Wave slash outrun at the two other names for this type of music like in a broad category that's really coming outrun back run and what retro wave retro wave and outrun like o-u-t-r-u-n uh-huh oh, um okay. but like think about i don't know if you've ever seen ready player one uh, yes 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 or read okay. the um yeah I've also that's a great book to read i read that you know recently that was really fucking good also uh for all my sci-fi fans out there the audiobook on audible is read by will wheaton who was a main character in star trek the next generation uh he does a fantastic job reading audiobooks so just throwing that out there but like cool. so like you know like if you think about the super nintendo video game f-zero and like the music in the background you know zero yeah dude oh. okay that's like you know outrun retro wave yeah. okay like roots cool bro yeah bro <laughs> i'm not your bro uh, whatever okay we're <laughs> related so like what else have you been doing during quarantine besides oh my God. listening to atmospheric synth wave oh, that's a great question um i've been okay well i've fallen into my natural sleep pattern which has been great so you know which is i normally go to bed around midnight 12 30 and then get up around 8 8 30 so that's been really nice because i have been feeling rested i haven't really been taking a lot of naps because you know for a long time at starbucks there i was opening like five days a week or working really early five days a week so you know mm-hmm. for all y'all out there that means like getting up at like 3 a.m 3 30 4 a.m most days for work uh, which really fucked me up for, it took me a long time to get used to it. And I'm really happy. I'm not working that schedule anymore because it just, you know, 
I had some weird, you know, these like prejudices against myself for being a night owl and not being able to get up early because everyone's like, okay, early bird, get there. Yeah. But you know what? Night owls have fucking work to do too, you know, and that's cool. So, True. you know, it's okay yeah, to be a I night owl it. and I'm all right with right. it now. But so yeah, I got back to my regular sleep schedule. I've been painting a lot. I recently got back into painting. I painted a lot when I was in high school and stuff. Um, Did you send me a postcard? No, I didn't send you a postcard, but uh, I don't want to send it to you in the mail because I don't want it to get wet or something. So I was going to send it to you in your birthday box. <gasps> You're sending me a birthday book? Yeah, I have to. Well, I'm going to try to if the post office is still open. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've made several postcards and I did one full size, not quote unquote full sized like larger painting. I actually put that on my Instagram. I've just been posting all on of the my grams. on the grams. You know, I decided to just start posting all my art on my Instagram and say, fuck it. And I actually have gotten a lot of feedback, like on my normal personal yeah. Instagram. I was like, screw it. Well, I'm just going to make my account public and archive some stuff and put my art on there and see what happens. So and what kind of feedback have you gotten? I've gotten feedback from friends who are like, okay, you should be selling this or, oh my God, this is gorgeous. Or can I get one and stuff like that. I have one of my friends uh, who is a, she's a potter. She wanted to do a trade, a mug for a painting. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'll do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, I just feel like I'm just starting to get back into it. So, I mean, I feel like if I just have this amount of dedication, maybe I really could go somewhere, but all I'm looking for right now is free art supplies from Arteza. Arteza, if you're out there, I love your gouache. Oh I love my your God, first episode and your, your name dropping. <laughs> I love your products. Please send them to me, please. Oh, that's um, so funny. Anyway, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been reading a lot, uh, spending a lot of time with my husband. We've been going through uh, the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings movies. Which has been great. Oh God! So instead of three hours, they're like six hours long. They're like four and a half. They're like four and a half hours long. And there's so, so many. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. I no. I do love Lord of the Rings. I do. Yes. It's just it's a classic story. It's a classic. It's like, like the it's like the OG hero story. Yes. But I mean, how much more of walking through a forest or something could there be in four and a half hours? Well, okay, so there are a lot of like critical scenes that show developing relationships between people that open oh. up your eyes with stuff. Like, for example, in the second film, you know, Faramir, you know, Boromir's brother, you know, the unwanted yeah. son of what's his face, whatever his dad's name is, I can't remember what's on my head. Um, you know, it shows like this whole cut scene where he's like remembering all these, his relationship with Boromir, which you never really learn about, about like how Boromir always, you know, vouched for him and stuff and like took care of him and kind of protected him from his father, who was very verbally abusive towards him, which you also see. Um, just things like that come up and you're like, oh, well, that makes sense of why he's acting like this. You know, instead of it just being mm. like, oh, this is just his gut reaction. This is like a conditioned reaction from his past experiences. Um, okay, I figured I figured that those added scenes were probably really important. I was just taking a dig at Loader because <laughs> they're just so long. I need to watch them now that I'm so like good. a grown adult because so good. the last I remember watching them, I was in like high school yeah, or we were in high shortly school. after high school and I would just fall asleep. Hey, remember that one it time? It was like a lullaby. 
Oh my God. I just can't even. That's what, like what treachery. One that one time we were both in high school and our uh, marching band show was Lord of the Rings and it was fucking epic. It was like the best yeah, marching band yeah, show. Yeah. It was ever. awesome. I, except I was super jealous of the drum majors because I wanted to be a drum major yeah, that's for true. that show because they had really good outfits. But actually, so that is a good segue into what I'm doing. I have taught myself how to quilt. Yes. And when I teach myself how to do something, I either have to acquire the skill very quickly or I give up. Dude, I get it. I get it. So, you know, I've been sewing for like as long as my hands could work, yeah. actually. Yeah. And I literally, that's true. Like, I feel like as soon as I could hold a pencil, mom put a needle in my hand and was like, you're going to learn how to sew on a button yeah, so did. that you can survive in the world. <laughs> and then she was like, this is really um, frustrating. So I'm not going to teach my other two daughters this because fuck all that. Okay, go ahead. What? Yeah, I really? Didn't, I didn't learn how to sew on a button. Oh, well. Anyways, anyways, so, um, I know how to like sew stuff together. I really don't like making clothing, even with knitting and crocheting. I don't make clothing because it's just too much pressure for it to fit. Yeah, <laughs> and totally. I'd rather just make something that like you don't need, you know, a certain gauge or whatever. So anyway, I've been working on this t-shirt quilt. And I have 30 squares that are like 15 and a half by 15 and a half. So Damn. that means that this thing is huge. It will fit on like a California a king queen bed. No, no, no. It'll fit nicely on a queen bed. So, um, and by nicely, I mean like touch the floor probably oh, like drape. So like a king bed, it could go on a king bed and it would be fine. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, but the Lord of the Rings t-shirt I used that. That was from what my senior year, because yeah, you were a freshman. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I used that as two of my squares because on the front it had this cool like, like um, silhouette backdrop sort of thing. What did it say? Lord one, of the Rings. And it said one band, one band to rule them yes. all instead of one. Ring. And on the back, <laughs> yes. And on the back it said one band to rule to rule them all. Which funny, a band is also another name for a ring. Nuh-uh. <laughs> Yeah, I just realized that. Oh, you did? Oh, my God. I just... <laughs> That's why I said it. Is because... You just realized that? Oh, I love you so much. Hey. That's adorable. Yeah, like band, like a wedding band or like a... Yeah. Uh, That's why it was so anyway. awesome. Okay, go ahead. So good. Anyways, so I... A lot of these shirts, I'm not using the back because it's just... Like, I have a lot of running shirts and it's just the list of sponsors and I really don't feel like advertising for people on my personal t-shirt quilt. I get it. I get um, it. But the back of this Lord of the Rings one is like one band to rule them all. So fucking clever. Yeah, one band. Mm-hmm. Whoever so, thought of yeah. that, thanks. And the other, the other shirt that's been cool to put on this one is my senior shirt, which is now <laughs> sixteen years old, which has a ton of grease spots because you wore it <laughs> like make pizzas in. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that job was so much fun. Even though I made fucking six seventy five an hour. Oh jeez. Yeah, and then well, I, it was a long time ago. It was, and then I uh, I got promoted to manager with no raise, and then I was like, can I have a raise? And then they were like, we'll give you seven dollars an hour, and I was like, okay. And that's when I applied to Starbucks, and my life changed forever. So, <laughs> thanks for not giving me a raise, assholes. Thanks for not giving me a raise, <laughs> Starbucks. Uh, yeah, Starbucks has Starbucks has changed my life forever too. Yeah, well, you and know, the fact that you work there has changed my life forever. Yeah, I know. I know. I get, you get all that discounted shit. Yep, it's true. 
Well, you know, honestly, out of uh, all the companies right now doing shit, Starbucks is just killing it. Um, for all y'all that don't know, I, Starbucks has issued six weeks of cash repay for people. So uh, I get to quarantine myself for however long, still getting paid. So thank you, Starbucks. Really appreciate and then, that. How do they do? Do they go by like uh, average of hours or something? Yeah. To determine how much you get. Okay. Yep. Yep. So that's pretty cool. And as a supervisor, most supervisors work close to full time. Well, full time at Starbucks is thirty two hours, but you know, closer to forty hours a week or whatever. So yeah, it's been really nice not having to worry about that right now. So. Well, and here in Washington, hopefully things will get back up and running sooner rather than later because, you know, we were the, one of the first epicenters of all this shit. So uh, as far as I know, we've stabilized and we're at like the top of our curve right now. So we should be going down soon, which will be really cool, you know, go back out there into the world. But who knows? I think that we are. I think that we are going to see our surge in Maryland in like two weeks, a week and a half, something like that. Um, they just released a report of all of the cases, a confirmed cases of COVID-19 in like per zip code. Um, are you still there? Yeah, I'm listening. Oh, I'm okay. trying not to interrupt because I'm really good at that. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> we both are. It's yeah, it's true. Um, but I was like, oh my God, where'd you go? Um, I'm here. Okay. So yeah, in my, in my city, I don't think we have any confirmed cases, but I don't know. I went to the store Friday afternoon and it was packed. Oh, people are so packed. I, read- but I, I made masks that morning. So we were wearing our masks in the grocery store, like good citizens. There you go. Good job. Uh, did you hear about that? Uh, I think there was a church in Kentucky that still had a service that was almost completely full and there were cops waiting outside to site quarantines for everybody uh <laughs> after the what? service was over yeah they were like you're breaking the law here's your 14 day quarantine law. and I was like oh shit get oh, it Kentucky man. people stay home if you haven't gotten the message please for the love of everything that is good stay home um so, what have you been watching? Oh, oh no, we already did that part. Did but we? it's still about life during... Yeah, because the first part was like, what are you listening to oh. right now? But yeah. this is also like the quarantine life. Hashtag quarantine life. Hashtag quarantine life is all about absorbing uh, artists' work, I feel like. I'm either reading, watching movies or shows. Oh, that's a good point. You know, looking at other artists' work to inspire myself. Like, I just feel like this is the time. And I think, I think you said this like a month ago, like artists and people like that are going to fucking shine right now. And they are. And I feel like it's true. There's yeah. going to be a big, like, I mean, you know, I don't know if you know about Patreon and like individual artists, you know, will post stuff on there that's only accessible by certain people or whatever. I don't subscribe to anybody on Patreon, but I just think that it's so awesome that artists are like seeing some spotlight right now because I feel like they've always been, you know, Hey, we really value your contributions and we're going to catalog them in museums and shit. But I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, I a feel lot of appreciation. like, well, and I think it shows how um, important the arts are. Yes, totally. You know, and um, it provides like a level of entertainment. And I mean, we don't have sports right now. 
which is yeah. like not really for me. That's not like a huge thing for me. I mean, I was actually kind of looking forward to the Orioles baseball uh-huh. season. Uh-huh. Um, That's so weird. I forgot about that. Yeah, but there's like no sports. And so, I mean, we were turning to YouTube. Um, we just got Disney Plus. Uh-huh. Because, you know, we're grown-ass, mid-30s adults. I like with it. no children. Duh. <laughs> um, yesterday, yesterday was a super chill day. We watched Onward. I heard that which was really is cute. About, it's about these two um, boys who are elves. I almost said elves. Elves. <laughs> there's my plural version there. Um, and they're on a quest to find out how to bring back their dad. And magic has gone by the wayside in their world and they use magic and it's it's really cute it's really really cute and um oh wow i just got a tornado warning oh hello notification stay are you in a are you in a closeted area are you in a are you no you should probably you know what we don't really have a location in our house conducive to uh tornado shelter <laughs> i feel like the only place was, would be in the little alcove the alcove and like you know like in your front room there's that little area where there's a closet and then there's a little bathroom the side bathroom oh that's probably the only place yeah, yeah. but that's still an exterior wall that's true um damn dude so but anyway so onward was super cute oh and then um chris pratt plays the voice of one of the brothers oh I love it's just him. great yeah that's so, cool that's a cute movie um, that sounds cute I seen and then it. we it was super it was super cute and it was really funny and we also watched moana i had not seen moana Ooh, the radar looks amazing <laughs> distracted um being from the midwest yep that's our that's what we do we go outside and watch that shit i mean oh but it's past us now well, that's weird. How can we have a tornado warning for it being past us? I don't know. Um, anyway, weird. so, um, yeah, Moana, I had, so, you know, I teach, like, little kids, like, kindergarten through, well, now eighth grade, but it was kindergarten through fifth grade, mm-hmm. and for a few years, um, and I had heard from my students how cute the movie Moana is, and I was like, oh, it's a Disney movie, whatever. Yeah. Well, we watched it, and it is so cute. It is such a good story. Um, it, yeah, it was just really cool to watch it. And I recognize some of the music and the rock is the voice of the demigod. Dwayne, the rock Johnson, Dwayne, the rock Johnson. I fucking love him. Okay. I think he might even sing in the movie. I was trying to figure that out. Um, okay. Now the sun is shining. What's going on over there? Crazy. What's going on? I don't know. Anyways. Um, so yeah, it was it was really good, and I was surprised that I was actually able to like sit and pay attention to two movies yesterday. Wow, nice work! But you know, these people who make movies for children, obviously they're they're writing for a certain attention span, which is mine. Yeah, when I, it comes to movies, right? Yes. Uh, real quick on a super side note, um, I just finished the tan, the milky shit color part of this uh, cross stitch, and I ended with one. Uh-huh. I would say about two inches of thread left. So, sorry, yeah, so I I made it. I didn't think I was going to, but just want to let you know I made it. Made it through the wilderness. Wow. You know I made it through. Isn't that in Shrek? 
I know it's like another song. It's like an original song, but it's like a cover in Shrek or something. Probably. I don't know. I love Shrek. The Shrek soundtrack track is actually really good. But I think it's just because I love uh, Rufus Wainwright and uh, he covers Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah, which if you've never listened to just Jeff Buckley, like his music, it is just heart wrenchingly good. Uh, I don't remember the title of the one that Luke puts on. My husband puts on all the time. Uh, but oh god it's so good he died when he was really young too he drowned I think um, oh yeah oh the one that I really love by him is called Grace if you get the chance to look it up mm. oh it's so good but yeah I'll like have a little look see yeah that's really good but right yeah by Jeff Buckley uh, otherwise for like watching stuff I haven't really been watching too much oh I, I watched some I've been trying to watch Letter Kenny uh i'm yeah i fucking love letter kenny i'm only like seven or eight episodes in but man it is just it just resonates with some weird midwestern hick part of my soul like i don't know i just i love it i think it's so funny um other people in my household don't think it's so funny which is fine they're entitled to their opinion i get it so i have to watch it you know alone which is fine but uh it's really funny so i've been watching some of that otherwise i I haven't really been watching a ton of stuff. Like I said, I just finished watching Picard. And then um, I really want to start watching Outlander. But oh yeah, but I'm reading the books. And the fourth book is next. And so you know me. I like to read the book before I watch the show of pretty much everything. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. What about you? What have you been watching? Besides um, your movies. Well, we're all caught up. Besides movies, we're all caught up on This Is Us. Okay. I'm, I've never, <laughs> I've never watched it. Basically, if you like being emotionally abused for like 48 minutes at a time, watch this. <laughs> <is that>. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and what else? We've been watching Manifest. What's that? On Hulu. It's a show about um, these passengers on an airplane and the airplane disappeared for five and a half years and it comes back. that's not a spoiler you learn that like right away that's fucking that sounds real fucking yeah so then so then like all this stuff happens to um these people and it's about their relationships and like they get these quote callings where they're called to go do something i don't know it's good it's different um is it like lost sci-fi ish is it losty in a way I, in a way, I would say I actually have not seen the whole show of Lost. I've seen a few That's episodes. Okay. I've only seen the first couple seasons. I know. Don't hate I me. I don't. But um, but yeah, it is very similar to that, I would say. Um, but one of the reasons I love it is because, okay, have you seen Once Upon a Time? No, but the chick from Big Love is in it. And I... Jennifer Goodwin. Yes. yes. I want so to watch plays, it. she um, plays... I almost said Cinderella. She plays Snow White. And Prince Charming is played by, crap, what's his name? Josh Dallas? Is that his name? Super cute actor, to be honest. That's one of the, yeah, Josh Dallas. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the big reasons I watch Manifest. I mean, that's why I watch plays, Supernatural. like, a math professor. Ooh. I know. So, um, yeah, but it's a good show. And then we just started watching um, – this Yukon vet show. I forget the exact name of it. Oh yeah. But it's on Disney plus via, no, it's on Nat Geo via Disney plus. And it's about this vet. And she's like this super badass um, female veterinarian in the Yukon slash Alaska. And she does all kinds of crazy stuff. She operates on like domestic animals, 
she goes and like goes to these like wildlife preserves and takes care of these other animals and her family is like super cool. I don't know. It's a really cool show. Um, so we've been watching that together for me by myself. Cause so we have shows that we watch uh-huh. together and then shows that Aaron only watches and then shows I only uh-huh, watch. Uh-huh. And for me yesterday, I was watching heart of Dixie. No, two days ago. I heart have, I had never heard of that show either. I, I don't know. I feel like that show is out of my realm. I feel like if I just, I mean, like it seems wholesome, it seems good. It and you know, but I don't know if for me, cause it's like, it's like, it's like the. It sounds like you wouldn't like. It's it. like the realistic fiction of TV shows. It sounds like you wouldn't like it. It's like very. I, I don't think you would like it. Yeah, I think it's too vapid for you. Well, you know, to, uh, you know, I get it. Yeah, I I like a more. It has to be like either like really like sharp somehow. It has to be sharp with like wit, like Letter Kenny, or it has to be sharp with like yeah, a character development, like not, Downton Abbey. Not really. Have you watched Downton Abbey? It's. <gasps> Oh my God! I know you can disown me. I don't want to disown you, not yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Heart of Dixie is about this doctor who's from New York City, and she—I don't know—somehow she ends up down. I'm really bad at remembering super big details, (laughs) but she—I don't know—she gets this letter or something from her just like her dad is gone, but she gets this letter that she inherited half of his. Um, medical practice in Bluebell, Alabama, which is, I'm sure, a fictitious place. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's cute. It's, she was Rachel Bilson. She was in the OC. Oh yeah. I didn't watch that either. And um, yeah, Leah and I watched it. Yeah. Leah, our other sister who's not Um, here. (sighs) Yeah, it's fine. Oh, whatever. Um, But yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I probably wouldn't watch that. Probably not. Yeah. It's fine, though. I mean, you do. Yeah, you, you know. Same. And I only watch it when I just need something, like, mindless. Totally. Um, but, um, yeah, so. I'm. Oh, speaking of mindless, um, since we haven't mentioned this yet, I don't feel like mindless, again, is the right word, but, like, the book that we just read for our book club, it was very much. Oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah so it was called The Forgotten Beasts of Eld by Patricia A. McKillop. And I think she wrote it in 1973. She's a very prominent fantasy author. I have read her book called Solstice Wood before, and I enjoyed it. Um, but her writing is very, it just sounds like you're reading, a, like, it sounds like something that someone would be reading out loud by a fire, like segment by segment every night. Like, it's very fairy also, tale. I. Yes, and I feel like I should get, like, pictures throughout this book. Like, the front of the book is really pretty, Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's missed, like, it should be in one of those big, hardback, like, sort of coffee table, like, fairy tale books. Yes. You know? And all of her book covers Um, are like that. All of them are like that. Um, I forget the artist, but uh, I have one of her books called uh, The Book of Atrix Wolf, which I've never read, but actually my childhood friend Joe gave to me when I was, like, in seventh or eighth grade to read. I never gave it back. Still haven't read it, but the cover art is just gorgeous. Um, anyways, yeah, I, I completely understand what you're saying. Like you almost need like an illustrated version of it, but I feel like her covers give enough context for you for you like world build. Oh yeah, no, I don't mean when I say that. I don't mean that she failed to describe things. Oh no, she did a good job. I just mean like I just mean like the the um, the feel of the book. 
it feels like one of those big fat coffee oh, table yes. books that comes with totally. pictures. Like, yeah. Well, and I was reading a couple of reviews on Goodreads because I'm too lazy to click to read more, but I was just reading some of the top ones. And one of them was, uh, this is a comfort read. And I was like, that totally makes sense yes. because it's easy to read. It's easy to like understand what's happening, but you don't have to do a lot of critical thinking to see what's going to happen next because she makes it easier for you to latch on wherever you are. And so I, mm-hmm, I totally mm-hmm. understand where that person was coming from. And I gave it a five out of five on Goodreads because like it wasn't the type of book that I really felt like I wanted to read right now. But I feel like her books in like a future situation when I want to read something that's escapist, but not, you know, mind numbingly overwhelming with character development or like conflict or anything, I would turn to one of her books. So I will be honest, I was nervous to read this book. So I don't read a lot of fantasy. It's not something I've enjoyed in the past. I actually, before, I don't know, the last year or so, two years, have not read a lot of fiction ever. Um, I feel like I was super turned off to it when I was in school because we had to do these like reading tests and stuff. And they like make you choose multiple choice questions. Like you choose like the right answer. And I'm like, but all of these could be right. Oh, like poetry. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and yeah. Yeah. And just like, I don't know. So I was really turned off to reading fiction for a good chunk of my life. And so anyway, I read the Throne of Glass series. I read Court of Thorns and Roses, which I incidentally heard about on another podcast, Young House Love House podcast. And um, so yeah, anyway, our Aaron and me, our friend Jordan, um, he invited me to join a book club that is reading books actually he's running the book club I think and it's reading books that have received fantasy awards Ooh, I didn't know or that sci-fi awards oh or that's great like that. I didn't yeah, know yeah, that yeah. that's sweet okay yeah so then I invited you because I was like oh well you'll uh, you'll be yeah. into this um so then this first book the forgotten beast of eld I was like a little nervous because I had just come off of a book hangover that lasted a couple days <laughs> with finishing <laughs> kingdom of ash and I was like, I don't know about this, but I read it and I feel like it was, it was like for someone like me coming, like being new to the fantasy genre, it was really good. Mm-hmm. I could picture everything that was happening. It very, let me know what you think about this. I felt it had like very like labyrinth vibes. Um, so like David Bowie labyrinth. I have only seen ever the first half of that movie. <gasps> I know. How is this possible? Um, well, because so I want I like I mean it has music in it I think right. Um, I don't I don't yes. mind that type of stuff, uh, but I have to really be in the mood for it. And I think we started watching it, and I was like, I'm not in the mood for this. Um, uh, so okay, that I probably sense. I definitely need to try. I I love David Bowie. I love him. I just oh I just love him. But I mean I'm going for the David Bowie hair look right now, and you bet your ass as soon as quarantine is over, I'm getting my hair cut back to the spiky mullet top because right now it's falling over. Yes, that's gonna look so uh, awesome. But um, anyways, yeah, I I do understand those vibes. Or um, if you've ever, you know what the other thing I thought of was that movie I don't remember if it was Disney or who made it but I mean I know it's based I think on a Russian fairy tale the swan princess I I don't oh I mean like not like yeah prince vibes and shit but just that or you know the other book that I thought of that the main character reminded me of which you haven't read yet but I read earlier this year was Thailand by Philippa Gregory just like the the, oh oh, dude that book was really good yes 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 yes, yes, yes. 
I love Philippa Gregory. Oh, you should read it. Yes, it was really good. The ending was weird, but I thought the book was, I was like hooked. That's like all I did for like two days straight was read. I finished like a what, 500 page book in like two days. So, um, okay. But that was really good. But um, yeah, I really, I love the only, the only thing that's hard for me with books like this one is that if you introduce a lot of different names and stuff right in the beginning, I kind of have a hard time because I'm like, how am I going to keep all of this straight? But I feel like I always feel that way. Same. With, I mean, like, I know you've never read Dune, but for our listeners who have read Dune, you're introduced with a bunch of shit right away, and you keep having to go back and read and be like, oh, that's what that is. And I kind of like that because, it, I mean, even though my brain hates it, like, I like it, my soul likes it because it keeps me really engaged in the book. It's like, you know, again, the whole critical thinking thing comes into play a little bit with this book. Um, but I just, the whole, the whole concept of, like, in the book where she calls people and animals and whatever I actually just read another series where the the main character is able to do that and uh oh god I don't remember the uh oh gosh I don't remember it's on my goodreads it's by Juliet Marillier I don't remember the title of it shot daughter of the forest no 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 no. shadow fell shadow fell is the first book and and that character has this calling ability so I feel like there must be roots of this in like mythology somewhere and I need to find out what it is yes no and it's um oh shoot what was I thinking about so the whole like reading each other's minds and Uh stuff that comes into play in a court of thorns and roses series between the oh does it oh my god I can't wait to read those I'm reading those after I'm done with the throne of glass series I can't wait I it's and I just like I've had discussions with Aaron about this like these these tropes or themes or pieces of worlds that are kind of all similar within the fantasy uh-huh. books um is really interesting to me that's the human connection because apart, it's, the, it's the collective consciousness I know, I know well and like especially like thinking about humans being able to talk to animals and um something i've noticed is that a lot of protagonists when they are woke or <laughs> powerful or they're coming into themselves or something they're able to communicate with animals Uh and with the earth like um you know when you look at the winter night trilogy by Catherine Arden and how Vasya is like friends with all of the um what is she called charity yeah like all the little animals and stuff in the forest oh yeah 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 or animal like creatures Uh uh-huh I need to read those books again. I know. We um, should reread those. Oh, hey, she's got nominated for a Hugo Award for the first book. So if that I'm wins. I'm not surprised. If it wins, we should be like, Jordan, can we read this for the book club? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I hope you like, yeah, that's fine. Um, the dude reads like 1,200 books Oh, my God. That's so amazing. Crazy. But yeah, anyway, so... Um, well, that makes sense, though, yeah. because, okay, you know, if you want to think about a very um, sensationalized, in a positive way, a very, like, sensationalized relationship, I mean, between man and nature, like, man talking to animals is the perfect visualization of that relationship, you mm-hmm. know? And so I can see why that comes into play a lot. Um, but, yeah. Oh. Speaking of... Um, and it's oh, so- go ahead. Oh, go no, ahead. go ahead. I was going to change the subject. Well, I was just going to... Oh, okay. I was just thinking about how today, like people joke around when they, they, they're like, oh yeah, I talk to my dog or, oh yeah, I talk to my plants. And I'm like, that's not really so crazy. It's really, it's really not. 
I don't think it's crazy. It's pretty natural. Yeah. I would think it's pretty natural because before we had all this other stuff, I mean, we, we existed with animals. Well, that, and, you know, and, and you know, just like, you know, native cultures and stuff would thank the animal yes. and show gratitude to the animal or to the earth or whatever it was that they were, you know, the sun. Yes. And I, I think that that's a theme that, you know, even in our weird 2020 life in quarantine lives is kind of acknowledged in the way that we like talk to our plants when we water them and like talk to my cat when I feed him and he won't shut the fuck up because he's meowing so much because he's mad at me because I forgot to feed him <laughs> and you know like stuff like that I just feel like I don't know it's a, it's a current interpretation of those past experiences we used to have as a collective humanity I don't know I don't know um so I'm not sure how close you want to be to being done. Um, about, I mean, I feel like an hour would be good. 55 yeah. minutes. About okay. to wrap up here. Wrap up our little chat, you know? Yeah. yeah. What, are you, what are you feeling? Didn't, weren't you um, going to read something? Yeah. So I have um, just a little section from this book that I just read, Welcoming the Unwelcome by Pima Chodron. Mm-hmm. And at first I was thinking I was going to read what she says about how to do basic sitting meditation. Uh-huh. Um, because I don't know. I think I will actually. There's a, I mean, basically I could read this whole book and it's everything I'd want to read from it. <laughs> it's hard to pick just one yeah. part. But I was interested that she has this basic sitting meditation. It's only like two pages um, in the back after the book is over. Um, and she describes how to do it, which. Uh, I'm uh, surprised. I was going to say, you've always been averse to meditation anytime I've suggested it. You're like, meh. Yeah. I know, but I, no, I'm really feeling, I'm really feeling more of a need to do it now. That's cool. Well, I mean, yeah, it's spiritual growth. Even in my own house. Yeah, right. Exactly. And I mean, I, you can't say stagnant. Yeah, that's right. Anyways, I'm just going to read how she says how to do it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The technique of sitting meditation called Shamatha Vipassana, tranquility insight, is like a golden key that helps us to know ourselves. In Shamatha Vipassana meditation, we sit upright with legs crossed and eyes open, hands resting on our thighs. Then we simply become aware of our breath as it goes out. It requires precision to be right there with that breath. On the other hand, it's extremely relaxed and extremely soft. Saying, be right there with the breath as it goes out is the same thing as saying, be fully present. Be right here with whatever is going on. Be aware of the breath as it goes out. Being aware of the breath as it goes out, we may also be aware of other things going on. Sounds on the street, the light on the walls. These things may capture our attention slightly, but they don't need to draw us off. We can continue to sit right here, aware of the breath going out. But being with the breath is only part of the technique. These thoughts that run through our minds continually are the other part. We sit here talking to ourselves. The instruction is that when you realize you've been thinking, you label it thinking. When your mind wanders off, you say to yourself, thinking. Whether your thoughts are violent or passionate or full of ignorance and denial, whether your thoughts are worried or fearful, whether your thoughts are spiritual thoughts, pleasing thoughts of how well you're doing, comforting thoughts, uplifting thoughts, whatever they are, without judgment or harshness, simply label it all thinking and do that with honesty and gentleness. The touch on the breath is light. Only about 25% of the awareness is on the breath. 
You're not grasping or fixating on it. You're opening, letting the breath mix with the space of the room, letting your breath just go out into, into space. Then there's something like a pause, a gap until the next breath goes out again. While you're breathing in, there could be some sense of just opening and waiting. It is like pushing the doorbell and waiting for someone to answer. Then you push the doorbell again and wait for someone to answer. Then probably your mind waters off <clears throat> and you realize you're thinking again. At this point, use the labeling technique. It's important to be faithful to the technique. If you find that your labeling has a harsh, negative tone to it, as if you were saying, damn it, that you're giving yourself a hard time, say thinking again and lighten up. It's not like trying to down the thoughts as if they were clay pigeons. Instead, be gentle. Use the labeling part of the technique as an opportunity to develop softness and compassion for yourself. Anything that comes up is okay in the arena of meditation. The point is, you can see it honestly and make friends with it. Although it is embarrassing and painful, it is very healing to stop hiding from yourself. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> it is healing to know all the ways that you're sneaky, all the ways that you hide out, criticize people, all the ways that you shut down, deny, close off, all your weird little ways. You can know all that with some sense of humor and kindness. By knowing yourself, you're coming to know humanness altogether. We are all up against these things. We are all in this together. When you realize that you're talking to yourself, label it thinking and notice your tone of voice. Let it be compassionate and gentle and humorous. Then you'll be changing old stuck patterns that are shared by the whole human race. Compassion for others begins with kindness to ourselves. Oh my God. I love that so much. Okay. On a quick, I, I yeah. so with that, so I do have a tiny quote, but it's only one I know in my head in relation to that. Uh, is one yeah, by though. Ram Das, and um, mm. he says, if you notice that you're having, I, this is just, this isn't verbatim, but he says, if you notice that you're having a dark thought, acknowledge it and love it because the soul loves mm. everything. And so like, you know, because you know, within love is strength and love is, you know, a conquering force. If, you're, if you surround something with love, how else can it respond but, but with love back? You know what I mean? It just, I feel like, to me, it's like when you, I don't know, that idea, like in my head, I visualize like loving something like dark and then visualizing it just like becoming light or becoming nothing except love itself. And so that's why I love that quote so much. There's, um, yeah, that's why I just love that so much. That's what that made me think of. But that's really great. I love it. That's fucking great. It's a great way to end our first podcast. I love it. Wow. wow, look at our podcast. So right now you're listening to Buff or Buff Broads Have a Talk with these Buff Broads. These Buff, these broads, buff broads Have a Talk. Have a talk. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed our ramblings together. And I don't know, are we going to do this monthly? I'm thinking monthly? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, see how things go. We'll see how it goes. Quarantine life, you know, and all that. So, mm-hmm. but uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, whatever part of the 3,000 miles between us you are. And uh, yeah, it's been a good time.